0: up everyone welcome back to uh, the genesis story podcast this is episode four now we're getting knee deep in this uh podcast i think we're like season renewals coming up like we're we're doing this thing so i'm so glad to have pastor rory again with us on the podcast how are you doing today doing fantastic yeah and um i'm hosting today again carter so it's so good to be back
1: um rory you want to just kind of tell us like How's your morning going? It's been a great morning. You know, uh, nothing went terribly wrong, and so uh, yeah. it's Monday, but it feels like a Friday. It feels like yeah. a Friday?
0: Hey, you know, I I just woke up like an hour ago, so we're just starting, but it's good. Yeah. You ate breakfast? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah? I had yeah. no breakfast, and that's okay, because I'm here with purpose. That's right, if you get light- lightheaded, it's okay. No. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Yeah. no, but... um. No, episode four, it's good. We know it's been probably about three months since we've done Genesis Story Podcast. You know, we've had a lot happening, like Christmas, you know, so we had the holidays going on. So it's kind of why we've been a little slow getting the episodes out, but we're glad to be back. It's a new year. It's 2023. Happy New Year, everyone, in March. Yeah, and a lot's, a lot's happened since uh, our last podcast. A lot. Actually, yeah, we need to talk about that. So just kind of where we're at with Genesis Church, all the things that have happened, um well number one we've secured a place a building sure um we've been meeting um at kind of an event space renting it out for the past uh, well i don't know like seven or eight months six six months. okay so it's been six months but we have a space now that we're moving forward with doing all of the town meeting stuff and that's right that's been really exciting actually it's Gotten to this point because the event space that we do meet at is so packed full of people. Yes. It's, I, it's really become a problem. A, a good problem. A good problem to have. I mean, like you come in on Sunday and
1: it, you know, we're trying to squeeze in about 50 ish. Yeah. I think, I think yesterday we had around 55, 60 somewhere. Wow. And we have 50 chairs. So we have people standing. Wow. It was a, uh, that's amazing. It's a good problem, yeah, I mean, it is.
0: and you know, like, thank you, Lord. like that's a good that's a good thing to have. you know, it, we started off with, I think maybe like twelve of us or so. and you know, just meeting in a smaller setting. it was kind of one one guitar. and now we have yeah, we've expanded, like I, I was just thinking about this the other day, you know, i I'm a part of our worship team here at Genesis uh, church. and uh, there's like maybe, 10 of us now on this ten or so of us yeah we got the box we got the guitar the piano and the the microphones and so it's it's really cool to see that growth happening absolutely over over time so yeah we're just moving forward man moving forward, we got the dream team structure down actually that's something that i've really enjoyed is wednesdays um it's been a more intimate intimate setting where we've kind of gotten to just like talk one-on-one
1: with each other uh, tell tell us tell tell us about Wednesdays. So, you know, what we've really been doing lately is is um we we gather together and we've been walking through our values and kind of kind of the idea came from uh a friend of mine who's actually in church consulting and so many times in, in churches the values kind of flow from the top down. Yeah. And it's kind of the idealistic values of the church rather than the lived values and so the idea is that that your lived values are you know r- really the values set that the church operates by and so there are some that are aspirational but so what we've been kind of doing is just talking through and and we went through and we did this whole you know leadership exercise where we talked about what what's non-negotiable for us to be the church that God has called us to be yeah. you know, what has to be in place. And so everybody, you know, filled out sticky notes and we, you know, we attempted at least to put them on the Louisiana humid wall <laughs> and they wouldn't sit out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but, you know, hopefully the values stick better than the sticky notes did. Awesome. Uh, but so from that, we kind of boiled down, you know, what are our true values? And we've been talking through those things. And so, you know, last week we talked about what are the things that we need to kill in order to be a church that gives life? Yes. And um, and there's so many things in that, um, that that we could talk about for weeks, but the idea is, is you know, uh, the author Patrick Lencioni says this, that, that culture defeats strategy every day, is to say that we know how to reach the city in the way that God wants us to and how to be the best church would not be accurate. We're learning as we go. Yeah. Uh, we're approaching it with humility. But I think it's who before do. It's who are you before what are you going to do? And I think, especially in the church world, in the church planning world, often that is backwards. It's here's some amazing strategies. We're going to do this. We're going to see what the big church does, uh, the mega church does, and we're going to replicate that. But the reality is is we want to live from an authentic space of faith and, and be open-handed with whatever God wants us to become. I, I think that will reach a lot, a lot of people in the long run. But uh, ultimately, it's it's about living from that that real place yeah. of of being open handed with God. Show us the way, and uh, and so far he's been doing it. So it's been yeah. been pretty exciting. It's That's, been really neat. I haven't I've have enjoyed Wednesdays so much. I mean, like, how, how do you know what to do if you don't know who
0: you are? You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, seriously. So it's it's been great to kind of like break that down. And I, I, you know, I don't know Wednesdays. I feel like I'm getting to know everyone so much more on a deeper level. You know, because it's such a honest conversation between everyone and getting to hear their stories and their thoughts and opinions it's been seriously so good Uh, i wasn't able to make it last wednesday but i was like, oh please record for me and so she recorded it for me and sent it to me and i was just listening to it and it's great it's great i really love what we've been breaking down and talking about so those are all good things that's kind of where we're at with genesis right now as a church on sundays and wednesdays yeah and just moving forward so um if you're listening just keep being in prayer
1: for our building you know we're working on getting that, um, settled. Yeah. And once we, once we have the building, uh, locked down and ready to go, we will, we will launch publicly. And so we're, we're working through how to get to that because it's, it's an open-ended calendar. We got, we got to get the lease. We got to get the planning and zoning. We got to get all these things in place, but we're still coming. Like we're still on our way and, uh, we're doing it all in God's timing. That's right. And actually, you know what, this Mm, it just yeah. ties
0: kind of right into, I think, what our main focus was for today's um, episode, episode four, is just kind of focusing on the series that we're currently doing, uh, which is Purpose Prevails. Um, it's been so far, this we've done two weeks of it, but I still think there's so much to really dive into and talk about, and it goes right into what you've been preaching. So why don't you go ahead and just kind of give like an introduction into Purpose Prevails for those that have maybe not heard it or just kind of give a refresher.
1: Yeah, so Proverbs uh, nineteen twenty one says, "Many are the plans in the heart of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that prevails." It's become a life verse for me because I've been one along the way to plant plant my flag and say, "Oh, this is this is the will of God for my life." Yeah. Um, we moved eleven years ago. We started a church in Flagstaff, Arizona, and uh, when I moved there, I'm like, "This is it." You know, <laughs> it's a beautiful city up in the mountains. I'm like, this is it, God. This is where we're going to spend the rest of our life. Like, I was ready to declare that. Yeah. The reality is that was my plan, but that wasn't God's plan. And so um, I think we all live this truth out and this tension that we plan things, but sometimes those things fall apart. Sometimes it's our fault. Sometimes it's not our fault. Sometimes it's what we do. Sometimes it's what other people do. But the reality is, is that even when our plans fall apart, even when it doesn't go the way that we thought it would, God's purpose prevails. Many are our plans, but it's the purpose of the Lord that outlasts all of our plans. And so what we've been doing in this series is uh, we've been looking at the life of Paul. Paul is the one who wrote, wrote Romans eight twenty eight. 28, uh, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Yeah, And so We've been looking at the life of the man. I think we we quote that, we read that on coffee mugs. Like that's <laughs> it's everywhere, you know. Like, hey, you know, you don't get your parking spot. All things are working for my good. <laughs> it, whatever happens, it's you know, it's we we pivot to that, but we don't understand where it came from. Yeah. And Paul lived this uh, this crazy journey of purpose. God called him. God met him in the road to Damascus, and God sets him on this journey, and it seems like it never goes right yeah like it Paul uh, where we've specifically been focusing is in the the latter part of acts and uh, Paul is told like everywhere he goes that's prophesied to him you're gonna go preach to Caesar in Rome Like God is taking you to Rome and so it's pretty clear that that's what God wants to do in Paul's life and so Paul sets out on this journey on a ship and the first thing that happens is um, they leave at the wrong time of year um, they're trying to beat winters, so they, they're sailing in the fall. And the scripture says in, in Acts 27 that as they set sail, the wind is against them. So God says, I want you to go to Rome, and he starts to go to Rome, and nothing's working in his favor. Yeah, He has to learn to move through resistance. And so in our first week in the series, we talked about when the wind is against you, God's purpose prevails. So what what we have to learn to do is to build resilience to live through, to believe through the resistance, because there are people that will come against you. Um, there are storms that you'll face in life. And what's interesting. So I, I learned this a few years ago about ships, like how, if you're on a sailboat, how do you sail when the wind is blowing the wrong direction? Yeah. And what they actually do is they, they move their sails forward and then they counterbalance the ship in the water. So that when the wind pushes against the ship, that counterbalance effect allows them to move at an angle. They're not able to go directly, yeah. but they are able to move forward at an angle. And so it's learning to find balance in resistance mm. that enables you to continue to move forward. It's, it's knowing that I'm not giving up on my goal, I'm not giving up on my purpose, just because it's not going as easily as I thought it would. Yeah. But it's, it's learning to move forward through that resistance and uh, learning to trust that God's plan is still going to come to pass, that God's yeah. purpose is going to prevail through that.
0: Yeah, man, that's so good to learn to do the balance with you know, with what life throws at you. You know, I think often we, we ourselves, we just picture everything so perfect for us and how it's going to work out for us, and we, we never expect God to take us a different direction you know we just we you know i i expect to go from point a to point b like this but a lot of the times that's just not how we get there sometimes you have to go from point a to point g h then you get to b you know and um yeah i just uh, the the whole story you know actually i wasn't too familiar when you were asking me about acts 27 28 about paul's journey I had to go back and reread those because i wasn't super familiar with that story it's not it's not a super common story i feel like that's you know heavily talked about and so i went to go you know read it and i was like it just instantly was resonating with me because it's it's so so true to how our everyday is like that's right. we there are so many times where i wake up and i think this is what's happening today and that's so not what happened that day <laughs> you know i mean there's just no way of knowing what the day holds. And, um, by giving it to God is such a difficult thing. And I think this story really talks about, well, how can we do that? How can we trust God through a storm, through those difficult moments? And I think you touched on that as well, just where, where that falls. So,
1: yeah. And, you know, it's, it's amazing in this, in this story. So, you know, he's, he's heading towards Rome. He's going to God's purpose. He faces resistance and um, I, I think that you're right. We we often think, well, God's called me or God God's put this in me and man, this is gonna be easy. It's just all gonna click and like I I've actually quoted this in the past, you know, in youthful ignorance, is that God does all things well. Like if it's <laughs> if it's God it'll work. Yeah. And the reality is is if it's God, you're gonna have to work for it. Yeah. And and God'll do his part, but you've got to do your part. And so True. I love like how, how they how do they react when the wind is in their face and they're, they're facing that resistance? One of the things they do is it says they sail under the lee of Cyprus, which means nothing to anybody in today's day and age. So I, I started doing some studying on that, and what it, what it simply means is they put, they put solid ground between them and the wind. Mm-hmm. So they, they found this island, and they sailed close to shore so that that solid ground would break the impact of the resistance that they were facing and give them some space to move forward. And what I love about this is is the Bible says that God's word is forever settled in heaven, so that there are settled truths that we live on that that protect us, that give us spiritual cover from the resistance that we're facing. And so, inside of those truths, we're able to move forward because yeah. we put those truths between us and the resistance that we're facing. So. You know, if you're called to start a business, if you're called uh, to start a ministry and, and you start out and it's not going well, there are some settled truths that you can pivot to, that you can point to, that you can remind yourself of. And, and what I do is, is instead of going by my feelings and getting blown out to see, is, is I, I hide myself behind what is true. settled. Yeah. I think in today's generation, that is something that is so needful. Is to recognize that that truth isn't just about me measuring up to it, right. but it, it's actually a spiritual covering over my life that um, God is still on the throne, yeah. Jesus is still Lord. You know, there are settled truths that that all authority in heaven and earth is given to Him. Yeah. So there's nothing that has the power, the authority to stop you. So when you're facing resistance, that is spiritual covering truth that you can sail underneath.
0: Man, that's so good too, and I think we forget that you know when we're in a situation such as like this story you know going through this particular storm i think it's also important to remember what god has already brought you out of you know i mean so quickly we're soon to forget like the moment that something you know chaotic happens we're like oh where are you god why why is this happening you know i thought we you know i thought we were you know going here doing this whatever but thinking about those spiritual truths and also thinking about just Hey, but look at what God has done for me. Why? Why would He not show up now? Like, why? There, there's no, there's no reason why not. You know, He, He loves them. You know, like, like you were mentioning that Paul wrote in Romans. I mean, it works out for those that love Him. And so I, I think about those things, and th- that's so true. Um, another thing that really resonated with me when I was reading it, and it was, um, I, I don't know, it just was so good. It was, was that point in the. In the boat, where they were like, "Okay, we're gonna we we gotta throw things overboard to make the ship lighter," and and you know, and I was reading, and they had mentioned there's like 200 and like 76 people on this boat.
1: Yeah, that's
0: a whole cruise. All right, that's a whole Carnival cruise. Okay, right? like this is not. I'm thinking like maybe this is some like little rowboat, like where people are no 276 people. And so yeah, we need to throw things overboard to make it lighter because everybody and their mama's on this boat. So. You know, my thing is, is like, as soon as I read that, I started thinking, oh, my gosh, that is great symbolism. What things do we need to cut out of our life? What things do we need to get rid of in order to, you know, finish out this journey? And so I know you had also talked about that as well, if you want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah you know
1: it's interesting because that kind of loops back to the very first series we did on Make the Trip. And uh, I was talking to yeah. uh, I have this terrible problem of overpacking. <laughs> it's like, there's there's clothes that I haven't worn in 10 years that, that I'm like, you know, I might need that on this trip. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll shove it in the bag. And then, like, I come home and half of the stuff that I took with me, I really didn't need. Yeah. And I think that the point here, when it comes to purpose, is you don't need you don't need near as much as you think you need in order to get where you're going. You don't need uh and, and there's some things that you just simply can't carry with you. so so there's a balance there there's there's the frivolous the first thing to go when the storms get real is the frivolous stuff right like well I can do without that I can do without that and so they start throwing over you know all the extra bags you know it, the one prima donna sailor that had you know 10 extra outfits yeah. straight in the ocean <laughs> it, but there's this other side to it too that if they keep that stuff on board It will sink the ship yeah. because that's fine for smooth sailing. But like when you're facing resistance and living through a storm, like there's stuff you can't carry with you and you'll never make the trip if you hang on to that stuff. And so, um, you know, some things that I think about are are like uh, unforgiveness, you know, um, grudges that, that we hang on to and that we hold on to is those things can cancel out our purpose and cause us to sink before... We ever get to where we're going. Yeah. um you know, there there are uh, people that we need to forgive, some some things that we need to cut loose from our life, very true. Um, you know, there are there are habits that we need to break, yeah, you know, successful people do every day what average people do occasionally. yeah, and so there are habits and cycles that we need to break that we need to cut ties with that we need to throw overboard. There are attitudes and mentalities that just won't get us to where we're going. One of those is, is a victim mentality. And I think when we question God and we're like, God, why would you let this happen to me? Mm-hmm. We fall into this place of victimhood where you know, we question, God, do you really love me? And we're, we're so insecure in our purpose and in our relationship that that can't, that can't ride with you. You'll see Paul stand up in the middle of the storm and say, hey, take heart, guys. Um, God stood with me in the storm, and He told me we're going to make it. Yeah, you'll see. It, you'll see Him say that, like, "We're, we're going. The boat's going to crash, but that doesn't mean it's over. Like, yeah. The storm's going to blow, but that doesn't mean it's over. Purpose is going to prevail through this. Yeah. So there's there's just some stuff that doesn't make the trip. That's so good. That's so good, and such a
0: good reminder, I think, for what life, you know, throws at you, what you experience, and when you're going through. A storm, you know, since that's what we're talking about. Um, great reminders to keep yourself anchored in what you know that God is good, that His will will be done. Um, great stuff. Um, and I know we haven't actually gotten too deep into the rest of the series yet. So, for like X, ex- you know, the next chapter and everything, um, and there's actually, uh, you know, you had mentioned uh, things that we need to let go of, and I had thought about it, but. Um, unforgiveness for sure because i i feel like oftentimes we forget you know it's not just us there are other believers around us that are working towards uh the will and the purpose too you know and it makes it incredibly difficult if you having a grudge against someone else you can't like i think of the story if you know two sailors on this ship are, you know, have a grudge against each other, but they also need to work together to get to land. That's not gonna work, you know? You know, God calls us to forgive each other, but also, you know, live in peace with each other. And so, I don't know, you had mentioned that, and I thought about that because I think oftentimes we just kind of think of ourselves in the manner of, I'm, I'm doing God's will, I'm working towards his purpose, but he works on all of us, you know, individually and at different uh, places and we're not all not at the same place. And so I think forgiveness is huge. Yeah. And in, in moving forward with purpose is, you know, recognizing that we all have a part in moving forward in the purpose, you know?
1: And I think I think some something that we have to recognize is that everything that got thrown overboard had some connection to their past. It was something that they had gained along the way, um, something that they had picked up along the way. Yeah that meant something to them, enough to try to take it overseas, right? Sure. And so, um, sometimes it's, it's a sentimental thing that we need to let go of um, because it's, it's a part of who we were, but it's not a part of who we're going to be. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're carrying pain, if you're carrying suffering, if you have things from your past that hurt you, that they've just become a part of the baggage that you carry through life, um, sometimes that has to go overboard in order to fulfill the purpose of God in your life. And, uh, I love Dave Ramsey. I quote him all the time. <laughs> um, not because like of the money stuff, but this simple saying right here is he says the reason there's a reason that the windshield is bigger than the rear view mirror, mm-hmm. because you need to spend more time focusing on where you're going than on where you've been there. Yeah. And that's a powerful revelation. If you start living that way, you can move forward through storms.
0: Yeah. You know? you know, um that that always resonated with me, I think, when we were preaching I think it was actually make the trip, like you were talking about earlier. You had mentioned that quote and I remembered that one specifically from when that was that week of that series because it I was like, Yeah, that's such a good that's such a good point because we always tend to, I don't know, I think compare, you know, live with, you know, whatever our past is with where we're at now, you know, and not wanting to fall back into those habits, you know, or how we, how we've been. And so we constantly bring that back up, but there's no need to bring it back up.
1: You know what? There's a great point there too, about comparing where we've been as to where we are is, uh, this, this journey takes a lot longer than it's supposed to because the wind's against them. And so we get frustrated at delays. Yes. Craig Rochelle always says this. I love quotes stick with me. He always says God's delays are not God's denials. And we have to learn to expect delays in the process. That that it may take longer than we thought to get there. Yeah. It may we may have moments that are feel like a setback, but that doesn't cancel God's purpose. Many of our plans, we figured it would be one way. Yeah. God knew before it even started he knew the end from the beginning and he knew that it would take longer than we thought it would so we have to learn to expect those delays sure. and, uh, and like th- this is a master class this chapter like i recommend if you're watching or listening go back and read acts 27 it's a master class on what it's like to journey with god because it's not it's not all roses in fact like they lose hope along the way yeah they abandon all hope they're drifting um you know, Paul, I love this this part of the passage where Paul stands up, they're in the middle of the storm, they've been drifting 14 days, they can't see, it's cloudy, and Paul stands up and he says, you guys should have listened to me. I told you that this journey was going to be really hard. <laughs> that is what it's like to live into purpose. Yeah. It is There will be setbacks. I heard this said, the only way to defeat the fear of failure is to fail mm-hmm. and get back up and realize that it's not the end. Yeah. And so, sometimes it takes longer. I am. Uh, sometimes it goes slower, but it doesn't mean that God has given up on his purpose even when your plans have fallen apart. So, that brings us to one part that I do want to talk about. Hmm. The main thing that I want to talk about in this podcast, and that is shipwreck. 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 So, um, this uh, this passage is actually the the best historical record of a shipwreck that exists in any kind of literature mm. so if you read through this passage you know luke wrote the book of you know the gospel of luke and the book of acts and so a lot of the book of acts he's talking about the things that paul did but the language shifts to where he starts saying we mm. and so luke was on this journey with paul so he's writing firsthand the most detailed gospel writer was uh, said to be a physician by trade is writing this as it's unfolding. And so, like, he's telling how many links, you know, they, they measured the rope out down to the bottom of the sea. So, like, this is the HD version of the Bible. <laughs> you get to see it up close and personal. 4K. What it's like. Yeah, HD, HD is so old, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 40. <laughs> yeah, it's 4K. Um, so, you know, Luke shows us in great detail what's happening here. Yeah. And... Um, and, and we see this ship, almost like in slow motion, crashing along the way. But God tells Paul, he says, Paul, you're going to make it. Everyone with you is going to make it. It will happen. I will. You will preach in Rome. You will stand before Caesar. You're going to do those things. But he said, the ship is not going to make it with you. For me, this is deeply personal because there are some ships that have carried me. There's stages of life that were never intended to take me to where I'm going, and so I, I started thinking about this in terms of going to the moon. You know, when when uh, Apollo thirteen made it to the moon, it took a three stage rocket. So, you don't know about rockets, um, you know, it's only slightly less than I do. Um, but thank God for Google. <laughs> so, uh, three stage rockets work like this: is it, if you've seen uh, a rocket, you know, there's there's the shuttle that sits upon a rocket, and then there's two other rockets. And so, the big rocket is, is to give it the initial thrust off the ground. Right. And when that rocket has run out of fuel, it falls away. It detaches. Yeah, okay. And yes. so, then there's a second stage rocket to get it further into the atmosphere, and when that one's burned out, it falls away. And mm-hmm. then the last stage, when it's finally in the upper atmosphere, it's that last push to get it to where it's going, mm-hmm. and then it falls away. And when the shuttle returns to Earth, it doesn't have any of the stages with it that it started with, yeah, and so I think we th- we fear shipwreck, we fear loss, we fear things not working out so much that sometimes what we do is we try to we try to hang on to the thing that causes us to stay afloat, yeah, and Paul goes through this in the in the passage is that ship there's a there's a point where the sailors are going to abandon ship. they're going to take the the you know uh rescue boat, the dinghy, and they're gonna they're gonna leave all the prisoners to die and drown by themselves. And Paul catches them with his centurion and he says, No, if we don't stay with the boat, we're gonna die. So that boat was their salvation in that moment. But I think it's like ten or eleven verses later that Paul said, This ship is gonna crash. And so what brought us here is not going to take us all the way. Yeah. And, you know, I've lived through those moments where I was trying to make something work that was destined to crash. Yeah. I was trying to make something work that was destined to only carry me so far. And so what we have to learn is we have to learn to live with an open hand that we're thankful and we honor, you know, the things that brought us to where we are, but we also have to be wise and willing enough to let go when it's time to move forward. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens is is some ships are destined to crash because ships are stages. You know, Paul didn't get there on one boat ride. Yeah. Took different stages and seasons in order to get him to where he was going and we often look at at trouble and storms and shipwrecks the wrong way yeah in the life of joseph we look at his betrayal by his brothers and all we see is betrayal we look at him going to the prison and the pit and and we see that and um uh, we we think man it's trouble so sacrifice must be the currency of purpose right because if you suffer enough then then you'll get to that point where finally it's like God's like that's enough. Yeah. But that's what we're seeing there is stages. Is it took betrayal to propel him into Egypt. Yeah. It took false accusations to put him in prison. It took him being in prison to make the relationships to open the door to get him to the palace. Yeah. And so what we look at as pain God looks at as purposeful. Yeah, And so in Paul's story, that ship was designed to bring him there, but it wasn't designed to carry him all the way. And I think what we struggle with more than anything is hanging on to the thing that kept us afloat. And maybe it's not even spiritual. Maybe maybe it's you grew up in a rough family, and you learned to be really tough and have a hard exterior, and that saved you in a lot of situations. Yeah. But that's one of those things. That's a ship that will carry you where you're going. You
0: know? That's a wrap. That's a wrap right there. I don't even, I mean, like, seriously, I don't even know how to even wrap that up. I mean, like that, that's seriously so good. And, you know, and I, I think it's natural. I think it's human tendency to feel that way. And I think changing our perspective on that makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, to, to kind of put a pin on, you know, I think that there might be people listening, asking like, you know, God, why, why, why does that have to be so painful? Yeah. Why, why do, why did it have to crash? Why did I have to go through what I went through? And what's beautiful about this story is, is as they, they make it to shore on planks and pieces of this ship that's broken apart, Mm -hmm. they land. And it says, when, when we were brought safely through, we learned that this island was called Malta. So the reason that the ship crashed was because it took them to a place that they never thought they would be to meet people that they never thought they would meet and to minister in a way they never thought they would minister. So Paul. Um, comes on this shore and they're gathering firewood to warm up from the shipwreck because they've just been in the water in the winter. And as he's gathering sticks, the snake reaches out and bites him. And look, if, if the storm couldn't get him and the shipwreck couldn't get him, what's a snake going to do? <laughs> and so um, he shakes it off into the fire. And when the people see this, they say, this is a man of God. And their hearts are immediately open to hear the message of the gospel, mm-hmm. because Paul's shipwreck was their salvation, and I think what we forget is is that sometimes when we go through something, when we're we're dealing with that pain, that our struggle, our suffering, our shipwreck is meant to be someone else's salvation, and so that we can help people, so that we can meet people and look at them honestly along the way, and not give them platitudes, and not give them, you know, the Bible mug verse. All things are working for your good right well let me tell you what that really means because I've lived through some things right yeah let me tell you what that really looks like because this is what happened in my life and it and it gives fabric and texture to the testimony that opens people's hearts to see that that God is who he says he is and that he'll do what he said he would do and so uh, it's a beautiful thing that, that our, in our journey with Jesus there are new places to discover and sometimes it takes wrecking the ship to get there mm, that's so good yeah that's so good. And,
0: I, and, I, and I'm hopeful that through this series, you know, that maybe some of those perspectives will will be able to kind of, you know, change a little bit. You know, it's definitely helped me because I think that's what you have to do. You know, I think for so long we've we've been maybe made to feel like those kinds of things are sorrowful or, oh, why me? You know, whatever. But no, they they they, they have purpose in the purpose, you know. Sure. So it really it does propel it forward. us some good stuff, and I can't wait to finish out the series. I think that's going to be really good. I do too. Really good. Well, I, I think that pretty much wraps up our episode for it uh for today. Sure. Um, just kind of touching on purpose prevails and where we're at as a church. Um, we hopeful hopeful that uh, you will join us for the rest. If you're listening, that you'll join us for the rest of the series we're at Genesis Church. We'd love to have you, um, uh, come join us. You know, we're growing and. Um, we'd love to meet you. come over,
1: yeah, Come see you. I do want to say this in in the end of this, and um I think it's important uh, for people to understand and know that it's okay to ask questions. Yeah, it's okay to lose hope at times. Uh, if you're struggling, if you're in a storm, yes, you know, if relationships have fallen apart, maybe maybe you're going through a divorce, uh, something like that. If you're, you're listening to this and and you don't understand why you're dealing with what you're dealing with, if you can just step back from it, I, I would recommend diving into this passage. The last couple of years of our life, we, we lived through a shipwreck. Yeah. You know, we lived through broken dreams, broken plans. We lived through those things. But I can stand on the other side because I've safely made it ashore and say, God was with me the whole way. Right. You know, and, and he will be with you too. You know, God... God won't leave you hanging and, um, you know, live with an open hand. Learn to live in such a way that you say, you know what, God, life may not be what I thought it was, but you are truly Lord and not just my Savior. So I'll, I'll close on this little thought is the word Lord is kurios, which means master of all. And if you will trust God with your pain, He will bring you to purpose. and. That is the reality um, that we deal with. And, and I, I know we're wrapping up, but I felt to loop back yeah, and, sure. and just kind of minister to somebody listening. Because I, as I preached this yesterday, I looked out and I, I saw people who've been through divorce. I saw people who've lost their careers. I saw, you know, there were people in the room that have lived through unimaginable pain. But the hope that we have is that God is able to take that, you know, even our worst moments and bend them back into his purpose and his will. And he'll do that, and it's going to be okay. Paul said these, these words, and it's what I leave, leave you with at the end of this podcast. He said, it will happen. And this God told him. It, it will happen. Yeah. won't happen like you think it will. won't come to pass like you think it will, but it will happen.
0: God is good. God is good. Well, thank you guys so much for joining today, Genesis Story Podcast. You can always hop on and visit the other episodes, and we'll have more episodes coming soon. We definitely want to say uh, thank you to the Louisiana Catalyst for having us here. Yes, um, it's a really cool setup. Yeah, yeah, you know we started off with our iPhone uh at the at my house, and so now it's you know it's cool to be here. So thank you guys so much, and we'll see you again for episode five of Genesis Story Podcast. Thank you guys.